Hello and welcome. Welcome back to the Jamie Heath Coaching Podcast. We've made it to episode eight, I believe. I've probably just totally messed that up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we're on episode eight. Um, and our, in today's episode, I'm joined by a client, another client interview. Um, I'm excited to share this one with you um, because what my client Harvey has achieved is nothing short of incredible. He's lost over 40 kilograms of pure body fat. Um, if you are interested in seeing his transformation, then just head over to my Instagram page, Jamie Heath underscore coaching, and you will see him. You can't miss him. It's, it's an astonishing amount of work he's done. His work ethic is incredible. His hard work and his determination to get to where he's got has been nothing short of, well, mind-blowing. It's been brilliant. And, I, and I've loved being there to help him achieve it. Um, but we're not done. So anybody who's been watching my stuff will know all of my clients become hybrid humans and there is a process to becoming a hybrid human. And Harvey has just finished phase one. Like he's only just getting started. And what I love about Harvey's journey is it just started off as weight loss, but now he's seeing that he is his only limit and he knows the potential that he can achieve. There's nothing to say that he can't achieve exactly the physique he's always wanted which beforehand would have been something he would have said he couldn't achieve. So we've completed that phase one, that phase one where phase one's the reset, the reboot. So basically we turn all the bad habits, the comfort habits into positive habits. We create discipline. We create a mindset that seeks out challenge. And then from there, we get, we, we, we absolutely melt away the body fat. Then we make you look like you lift. So we do that simultaneously. Then when you've bottomed out, and you're at that low body fat percentage, look like you lift, we then move you on to phase two, the hybrid boost. And that's where we're on to next. And that's where we're going to build up his calories and basically keep his body fat percentage low. But we're going to make mean that this means that he's, he's going to grow a ton of muscle. And then we're going to see a huge amount of shape. Like um, we're going to see a huge amount of change in his shape. Like it's just going to grow an astonishing amount of muscle. So really excited for this phase. Anyway, you're here to listen to Harvey's story. Um, so I don't want to um, hold it up any longer. So I really do hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you want to find out any more about myself and the hybrid human, then like I said earlier, go to my Instagram, Jamie Heath underscore coaching, and you can check out all of the other transformations my clients have achieved and all of the other content that I post on there. I'm sure you'll find it very useful and you can start implementing it straight away. And um, I'm always open for, for a chat. So feel free to reach out anytime. But for now, Enjoy the episode. So we have another episode of the Jamie Heath Coaching Podcast, and I'm joined by a client today, I'm joined by Harvey. Uh, Harvey has been working with me now over a year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, about since January last year. So the start of last year, so we must have got 15, 15 16 months approaching. For you. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a journey. So yeah, we've, we've been working with each other for quite a long time now. Um, so Harvey, his main goal was initially fat loss. Um, we did quite an extensive fat loss phase, which we'll go on to talk about um, obviously in a bit. Um, and we've actually just started to change things around a bit. So we'll probably go into that and also go into how, I suppose, how you've changed your mindset around what, because obviously we've been for such a long time, so focused on one thing and we've kind of completely changed what you're focusing on now. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll go on into that and talk about basically how you've managed the, the mindset shift um, into that. Um, 
So what I want to do, because obviously this is more about Harvey than it is about me talking. So Harvey, I just want you to kind of just let people know what your background was in terms of what was going on before you started coaching with me. Cool. Yeah. So um, throughout my teenage years, I kind of, I was active. I enjoy, I enjoy sports and playing football and whatnot. And obviously doing PE at school and I did it for GCSE, but so like my activity levels were good, but it was just really my eating habits um, for a long period of time as I grew up, just really silly, like, as I say, like bad habits, just eating lots of unhealthy foods, like just constant like snacking throughout the day. I uh, work at Tesco's part time. So it's really easy for me to like break to just be like, oh, I just grab a bar of chocolate. Oh, I'll have a bag of crisps. Like there was no real like, not planned, but like routine. So I wasn't eating meals. Like it, I, I would say that I probably snacked through the day for years with like like maybe one meal a day. Say when I, it was when I was growing up, so it was when I was a teenager. And so like my mum would make dinner, but like for breakfast, it would just be whatever I wanted to grab. Um, and then I'd go to work and then once break hits, I'd be like, sweet. Sounds really embarrassing, but it'd be like, yeah, I'll just grab a pack of, Four pack of chocolate bars that are quid off the shelf at Tesco's, and I'd be eating them. And and so basically, I just I blew up. Like I left school when I was sixteen, and I was I've always been like a chubby lad. But I left school when I was sixteen, and I wasn't in awful shape. And then through like sixteen to nineteen, as I say, what was going on there? But um, eat all these bad eating habits. Just I just blew up. I got so like obese, which is what I was. I was. I was 18 and a half stone, um, and this was towards the end of 2018, start of 2019. And so um, accompanied by like a breakup, I kind of um, come to the stage where I was like, I was, I, was, I was obsessed with what I looked like, even though I was in such bad shape. I was obsessed with like looking good and like seeing these like influences and whatnot and people whereas I just started going gym with my friend from work um I've seen all these people in really good shape and I was I really wanted that but before I had that breakup I didn't want that enough where I would stop these eating habits so I did like start going to the gym but it was only like once or twice a week with my friend and like more of the social side but the eating habits didn't really stop and it wasn't until actually I went through this breakup where I was like, right, like, what do I want? And this is what I want. And then I was able to shift like all my attention and my focus to myself and just like, right, this is what I want. This is, this is what I need to be doing to um, make my, like stop, begin losing weight. And because I was, as I say, I was so overweight, I was 18 and a half stone. How the journey for me up until I met Jamie was just basically cutting out those those silly habits so it wasn't even anything like right I need to download my fitness pound and need to type be scanning all of my food every day and stuff like that and I need to be regimented and I need to be eating all the right foods and no bad food at all like or what people would class as bad foods like crisps chocolate mm. no those sort of things it was just it was just cutting stuff out so I changed my I changed up my routine to like, right, let's just have three meals a day. Let's just do that. Like, as, as I say, like, even when I was obese, like, I love playing football. I love doing sports. Like, I was active with my friends and whatnot. So, like, 
it wasn't as if my activity levels were nil. Like I would, I would be active anyway. And as I say, I worked at Tesco, so I was on the shop floor, so I was walking around, and um, so I was constantly having uh, getting exercise in. And so I, I just stopped eating rubbish, and and um, and like eventually, like and and to be fair, I was going to the gym a little bit, but as I say, I wasn't. I didn't really have like a routine. Like I wasn't in like right. This is my plan. I'm going to do like go into this like. Um, like push pull legs phase of like be making sure I'm at the gym three times a week and then focusing on those things or like do you know what I mean like a like a split for the gym I didn't have that at all sometimes I would go and I'd just do what I felt I was just like oh yeah it's, it's benefiting me because I'm I'm um doing exercise because at that point I really didn't like have like an understanding of like like going to the gym as such or how to make the most out of going to the gym I was just going there because that's where people go to make themselves look good right yeah. so uh, that's kind of just like my mentality towards it and so for about a year I did really well I um I went down I went from about 18 and a half stone down to between down to between 15 and 14 stone I did well and um lost the initial like three stone and as I say looking back it was pretty easy because as I say I was in such bad shape so it was just the cutting out the bad habits and the weight was just dropping off if, if I was just being consistently on top of not doing those bad habits and so I managed to lose three stone or three to four stone and then at the start of two, no in September 2019 I went to university um and when I went there, like my first semester at university, all these bad habits like crept back in again. And that I think that was because like it was a transition period of my life. I was moving to a new place. I was meeting new people, like seeing new places. And I just wasn't focusing. Again, my attention like shifted away to like other things, which I was like more focused on. Um, and so I just like started eating rubbish again. And and like having loads of takeaways and just yeah like spending I spent like loads of my student loan just on like as people do when they move into halls and they're meeting like they're all meeting each other everyone's getting like a dominoes every week and stuff like that and all this going out and partying and drinking and yeah and I, I put like a stone on back on in that in that period of well, like, that, what, like two weeks December. no like <laughs> that period of like um September to to, to Dimba and as I say, like, I was obsessed and I still am, like, obsessed of this personal image that I have of myself and always wanting, like, to look a certain way and never being satisfied. Even when I was in bad shape and I was, like, not doing the things that I needed to do to get into better shape, I was just constantly obsessed with, with, um, with like, the way I looked. As I say, it was in December and it was coming up to Christmas and I was just thinking, like, I've done the initial part. I've, I've lost this three stone or three to four stone and now I've put a stone back on. And I feel like I've so far, but I'm struggling now to where I think, like, what actions do I need to take in the gym? Because what I'm doing at the moment is not made getting the best out of working out in the gym. And with my nutrition, I didn't, like I wasn't interested in macros or how many of what I should be eating a day. As I say, it was just like, just make sure you eat three meals and don't eat loads and loads of crap. And so 
that's where um, I knew the, of you, Jamie, from um, the gym. Because just before I left the university, I was training that active, obviously, yeah. where you're uh, located. And so, and I was aware of your um, social media presence um, on Instagram. And so that's where I decided that I was going to get in touch with you. Um, and then we had a meeting, didn't we? We uh, spoke about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be in terms of my goals. And then it was just after Christmas where we, we got going and we are where we are today. Well, fast fast forward, what, 15 months and we are where we are today. <laughs> yeah, fast forward 15 months, we are where we are today. But we've, uh, we've come leaps and bounds since then. And my body is completely transformed in a, another phase um, in those 15 months. And mm. we're still chasing that horizon. We're not satisfied yet. I don't think we'll ever be satisfied but will any of us. But we, I think we all share the same there. It's like, yeah, it's funny because when you were talking about um, your university and you know, like when you first go to uni and the freshers week and that, I, I did the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. And I, it was, just, I remember, I don't know if it was the same with you, but um, the, the, the takeaways are really cheeky and they put flyers through your door. Oh yeah. And yeah. you get like one, one burger for the, like you get three yeah. burgers for the price of one and stuff. And you're just yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a no brainer. That yeah, exactly. And they do like the, the open fair at university when you first start and just like the flies, everyone's given out like these vouchers and stuff where you can get like, like Domino's for example, oh, yeah, and Domino's like a pizza for like four pounds. And you're just like, <laughs> sign me up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like done. Um, cool. So, so obviously that was basically before we, you started working with me. So what was the initial changes that you saw? So like in terms of like the structure that I asked you to do, that was different to what you were doing. Yeah. So I think the words you just used there, Jamie, like structure is the, like the main thing that, that changed because a structure was implemented. Like, whereas before there wasn't really any structure at all. And so the structure we em- implemented was a training program um, which had uh, an upper lower split um, four times. So working out four times a week um, with the goal to achieve progressive load and try and build as much muscle as we could whilst um, trying to lose body fat. Um, And then we have um, a coaching sheet too, um, which consists of all the information that you, Jamie, you need or that you look at on our weekly check-ins. which consists of like my, my weight. So the most important things that we, we need to measure uh, for progress is scale weight. Of course, I was trying to lose weight. And so monitoring that was um, crucial to be able to ensure that we were doing the right things. So, so scale weight and then the implementation of a structure of food. So as I said before, I wasn't, I was just doing three meals a day, cool, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, if you snack, you eat like a small snack in between. Whereas actually using my fitness pal and then having a coach to work with who basically does most of the hard work for you in terms of the numbers, it adds that flexibility so that I then knew how many calories I had for a day. I think when I first started, I was having 2,300 calories a day and I probably weighed about not, I weighed 91 kilos, I think, or 90 kilos when I started working with Jamie. And so having 2,300 calories a day, when I, before I was, before I was um, 
with Jamie, I'd probably eat three meals a day and they probably wouldn't equate to 2,300 calories because as I say, my mindset towards food was three meals a day and the food was healthy food. So whether it be like one of those meals was a salad, which was just like a chicken salad, which me and you both know, Jamie, that there's probably not that many calories in a chicken salad. So, so like the, implementing the, the structure through my fitness power and knowing how many calories in the macros added a lot more flexibility of foods that I could eat. So I actually found myself like eating more, but what, change was just like consistency of doing that and adding that flexibility over a period of time just resulted in like eventual weight loss because when I was only eating like these meals a day like I'd find myself like sometimes crashing on the weekend and just going back to my old habits whereas I could probably have like one small chocolate bar every day if I wanted to as long as you're getting it into your fitting it into your macros yeah, I think that was a big thing for you, wasn't it? That was the, the, the actual flexibility each day. Because like yeah. you said, you were going from a place of thinking like, right, I need to eat almost bland food three times a day to going from, right, if we're going to measure this, it means that I can now have stuff that needs to happen. Obviously, like there's no getting away from it. For you to make progress, you have to include the stuff that needs, like, you, you need. But then I was able to include stuff that you wanted. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. And so, and so straight away, you just think like, as I say, the consistency is what I would think is the most important thing in, in like my, my weight loss journey. And I think a lot of people who are on a journey, who are whatever they're trying to do, whether they're trying to lose weight, whether they're trying to build muscle, they would probably say that the most important thing is consistency. And so the adding of the flexibility is what, I think mainly contributed to my consistency because I think if you had set me up to eat 2,300 calories a day, but it was all chicken, rice, vegetables, salad, other leaves, then you were setting me up to fail because it wouldn't have worked. And so that adding of flexibility is ultimately what I think has um, hugely impacted like my weight loss journey. So that's what I would say is, is, um, a massive one of the massive parts of the things that are uh, your coaching has um, been like um, beneficial to me for and that is like embedded within me now I think whether me and you whether me and you would be working together whether or not me and you'd be working together using my fitness pal and tracking my calories and knowing what macros I need to be in is embedded within me now and that is something that I feel like I would actively do like I don't know until the day I'm content with life and I've got kids and I don't really give a shit what I look like anymore but right now that's not that's not you just do it without thinking don't you yeah of course it it does and you you think like when I talk to some people who um who are just like oh it's so much effort and it's just like I guess like, are you it using, is. You're like, are you using the same app as me? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I, I guess it's a little bit more effort than just picking what foods you eat and then not scanning the barcode and just eating it. But like, once you've done it for so ever, however long, um, it just becomes like, like clockwork. Like, it, I don't even think about like using my fitness pal. Like, I think I've got like a 480 day streak for my fitness pal now, something like that. And it's just like, it's so easy especially with my fitness pal also because you'll probably find yourself eating similar foods similar food groups 
Um, yeah, naturally, everyone made... does like they do naturally yeah. just rotate the same similar yeah. that they have. And like you said, because exactly. I remember right. So when so a little while ago, my fitness plan never used to save what you ate, so it was it was quite long winded. Whereas now they've obviously caught up, and they, I mean, we're years on now, but. Like now it literally, yeah, like you say, it just remembers everything that you, you, you plug in and it doesn't just remember the food. It remembers the portion sizes as well. So yeah, you're, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Exactly. I, so it's gone off you. I was just going to say, um, so I, I wanted to link your nutrition with training mm. because I think training, because I think nutrition, actually you took, you took to that quite well, quite quickly. It was something, because I think where you had been quite, strict in terms of before you start working with me you actually getting this plan it was just like okay it's a slight adjustment and it just again just became part of a routine however training on the other hand didn't take to quite as well no no I, I would agree and I think um part of that was because I was quite a newbie to gym mm. as well and because I would go with my, as I said, I would go with my friends and I'd say it was half social, half like wanting to be there, lift yeah. weight, make progression. Do you know what I mean? And then I was obviously in Bristol at the time, my university. And then there's um, the gym next to me, which is a big pure gym. You go in there and literally like nine out of 10 people are in sickening shape. And I'm just a bit daunted by it. And so <laughs> part of it is just like, oh God, I've got to go. And I'm this out of weight character. And I can't lift much and these people in the gym, there was like an element of like embarrassment and uncom- being uncomfortable, you know. But um, so I think that's part of why maybe sometimes I wasn't always adherent to my training program as I was to my nutrition. But I think that just comes with, that confidence just comes with like um, like repetition. Like if you just, you just got to, not suck it up but you just gotta get on with it and you do realize that when you get used to going to the gym and you feel comfortable in the gym that nobody is judging you in the gym Mm. everyone is there for themselves and everyone is there to make themselves a better person and so the fact that you might think that if you're in sickening shape and you see a guy that's like out of shape you're not judging that guy almost you're you're respecting doing them. the com- yeah you're doing the complete opposite you're respecting that person because they're in the gym trying to make themselves a better version of themselves yeah and i think when i realized that it's when i kind of tried to take uh, i kind of took training like under my wing a bit more and felt a lot more comfortable and then once once that i, I got past that and then it training became consistent i got that gym fever which if you haven't already got it like uh, you you will get it and you just get addicted to going to the gym and lifting weights and as I say I've only been I've only been in this like cycle of routine of structured like programs in the gym but even with so much time off like not being in the gym so like where um like your machines and your weights are far more restricted being at home because you don't have access to all of that you just realize that how important exercise is like to your actual health but to your mental health too and so that's why um it's so important for me that I do train four times a week now I even do that like at home I'm a bit all behind me you know so so yeah no training training was um wasn't the easiest thing for me to start with but um it's it's fundamental now in my routine it's good to hear like 
your side of that? Because there's definitely other people. Because like gym intimidation is often considered to be female only. Mm. But like for you, obviously, it's just like, right, out of the first that you're like, yeah, I get it. You, you kind of look at it from a point of view where you're like, do I belong here? Are people mm. judging me for being here? Yeah. Um, and then I, I remember actually you had a couple of bad experiences at a, gy- a gym in Bristol. I remember you mm. messaging me actually. And I just said, look, you've just got so unlucky. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember, remember that now. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the guy. He was asking guy, how many sets you had left. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, it's this really, rude, this really rude guy who um, come, um, come prancing in with his, uh, he, had his, he had his boxing gear on. And he was shadow boxing and he was like <laughs> walking around like asking me like every 30 seconds. Like I was on, I had a bench in the Pure Gym in Bristol at Abbey Wood is amazing. The only bad thing is it has two benches. Like mm-hmm. there has like loads of free benches, but like in, in regards to like um, chest press, they have two flat benches and that is just nowhere near enough. And anyway, yeah, as you were saying, the, the guy was just very, very rude. And like, I was, again, I was very intimidated by him at the time. And so it was just like a very off-putting situation. Um, Do you think but, it helped like being able to vent it like to myself? Pardon? Do you think it helped being able to vent that to me? Like at the time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I felt as if like somebody should, I should, I, like at the gym, and because there was, as I say, like there's, there's no room for that, like in the gym. Like gym should be a very friendly, like want to be their place. And people like that don't make it that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was it was nice to then see about it, yeah. And then, like I said, like what I think the way we dealt with it was, it was just such an unlucky experience. At the end of it the was, day. yeah, that 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 was it. You just had to kind of accept the fact that that doesn't happen every day. And so, people that are listening who may be on the fence about getting in touch and then going to the gym, that isn't something that happens every day. And so, yeah, and I think it's good to get I, the reason because obviously I, the reason I wanted to bring that one up was because you did you were you weren't actually sold at the uh, with the gym at that point completely either. Like your consistency, mm. I know at the time, yeah. but what I think is important for those who are listening is to realize that even with that experience, you did go again because you were like, right. It was just one of those things that, that like will never happen again. Absolutely. Yeah. You just dust yourself again. off. Don't you, you, you um, do, you just, it, things try and knock you back with everything. And, and I think that was you, just something. Yeah. And if you think about all the times you've been in the gym now, and how many times you've been faced with that situational scenario? It's happened once, right? Yeah, yeah, it's happened once. Yeah. So another thing that I wanted to talk about with training as well, I think this would be the last thing we'll go on, is just how I helped initially with getting you a bit more consistent with training. So what what happened was I think we got to a really good place of you training upper body. I don't think that was really ma- majorly an issue, but then it is for no. a lot. So for, for, for most guys, upper body doesn't seem to be an issue anyway <laughs> it was the lower body so yeah. what we did to kind well what i did to try and like improve the the consistency from that was include stuff that you wanted to do as well so yeah. i what i did is then put some arm training so we yeah. did biceps and triceps on your leg day so i was like look yeah. go into your leg day pump your arms up feel like an absolute hero <laughs> And then you'll feel like doing legs. You'll like what you'll be motivated because you started training. And then, then so he, you basically did what you wanted to do, and then you were in a much better mindset then to do the stuff that needed to be done. Certainly, yeah, certainly. And I think 
the the thing with training sometimes like there are days which are worse than others and there's days that you don't necessarily want to train and so implementing that and flipping it as you say having it having arms starting with arms and going into legs once you I think everyone will agree who trains it once you get in the gym and you start working out you think thank god thank god I started training mm-hmm. and so it almost like tricked my mind for like uh, for, for weeks on end of like right just get yourself in the gym get training those arms which you enjoy doing and then move on to legs and we grind out this, this session we get it done and that's what we do and that's what we still do so like legs that I, I'd be lying if I told you I love training legs luckily for me today after this if, um, after this um, podcast um, I get to train upper so uh, a pleasant one for me but it's yeah. never it's, it's, it's not like I hate training legs. It's just obviously um, they're not. It's not as it's not as fun. And as, as you'll see, Jamie, you'll see in my um, in my coaching sheets that we have every week. So where I give them feedback, I put every because obviously we're in lockdown at the time of um, recording this. I put every week I do Bulgarian split squats. I think about how close I am to being back in the gym because <laughs> it's just an exercise I hate. And but you have to. Make, Bulgarian split squats at home with dumbbells because you can't do a leg press or you can't squat then it's got to be done but they suck man so <laughs> I'm just looking forward to getting back in the gym but it's what it is yeah the, the fact but the fact that you've been able to consistently do it throughout lockdown is testament to you um I even put in the um the Facebook group then I earlier uh, last <laughs> week I think it was who's looking forward to never seeing a split squat again <laughs> Yeah, oh, me, me. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> um, so another thing that I wanted to talk about, because this is quite uh, relatable to you. Um, so the check-in feedbacks. So obviously, yep. more we, we've had more check-ins, obviously, way more positive check-ins that we've had. But along the way, we've had some the weeks that potentially haven't gone to plan. So I just would like Certainly. to hear your side of it from what, you get from those check-ins on a weekly basis and the feedback that you get from myself? Sure, yeah. So I think, I think um, as I say, long, uh, Jamie like, provides coaching. And so, so like every single week that progresses, like you feel like you, whether it's like a habit or whether it's like nutritional information and, or like to do with working out, like you're always learning. And so, one thing was my mindset to good and bad foods. And so I would be like, oh, right, I'm doing really, really well. Um, like, say it was, say I've been doing really well for like a period of time and it had been weeks or, but it got to like a Tuesday in the week and I had gone, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to have um, bad foods, like, whether something's happened, whether I've changed environment, whether I've, I've gone out for the day and, uh, and I've ended up having like a takeaway. And that typically for me initially used to just um, trickle into just like all these bad habits that I had that we were speaking about earlier, like coming back. And so, as I say, if it happened on a Tuesday, that was like, oh, I've ruined the week. Like I don't speak, uh, I don't have this check-in, sorry, till um, Monday. Um with with Jamie so I think like oh no I just 
I've ruined the week. And so like these, those habits would spill over. And, um, and so, and so like I would almost like five, six days, as I was saying, we'd go right. And I thought, oh, I've ruined the start of the week. That was, that was it all. And so, and so it, it took for me to do that a couple of times. And then Jamie to tell me a couple of times, uh, like over and over again, for it to sink in <laughs> that like every day, like you, you, that isn't how it should be. And that the time to hit that reset button if you've done something like that is always the next meal it's not the next day and it's not it's not thinking about like the big picture it's just focusing on that next meal and that again is what brought consistency back because those check-ins those check-ins that were really that were bad then improved and so I learned that from having the check-ins and also with that came like the accountability as well these check-ins that I have give me a huge level of accountability on like my conscience when I'm thinking about like foods I'm going to eat or choices I'm going to make I think like oh it's Saturday if I do this Jamie's not going to be happy (laughs) (laughs) and so but that's a good that's a good thing yeah that's a good thing the fact that that weighs on my conscience that like if I eat bad food I'll be like oh Jamie's going to be fuming but even though you're not, because I say, I'm always, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying. It's like a learning process always, and so like, you just, you just like, yeah, the 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 accountability, which is I think one of the main things that I I get from, um, as well as the structure, of my diet plans and my training plans, I think the accountability that you get working with jamie is one of the main things that i take away from from the coaching Mm. yeah i know so i remember those check-ins especially those ones obviously where they're a bit longer because obviously we need to talk about stuff in a bit more detail i used to to call them mindset check-ins because we we essentially we didn't really talk about um the training we didn't talk about nutrition it was just talking about your perspective your yeah your perception of stuff really wasn't it yeah yeah right you're saying this is bad but it's only bad if you then carry on and doing that all the time it's like that's not the problem the problem you just need to have like if you have that bit of flexibility for example it's like right crack on to the next meal stick back to the plan you've literally made zero um there's going to be zero impact on the progress that you make and i know it did take a few times for me to say it to you but eventually you i think what happens is eventually what happens is you um you actually see the progress so like you'll be like oh yeah i messed up this week oh i've made i've i'm a a kg closer to my goal um and you're like he he wasn't lying (laughs) he's like yeah he actually knows what he's talking about to some extent and it's like um and like one of the things that i like to do with coaching instead of me dictate obviously your next moves i always like to encourage you to think about it so like let's say you've eaten something can i be like look why do you think that's ruined your week and then you start talking about it and then you're you're almost like i was being an idiot you're like, oh, it wasn't, yeah. it's nowhere near as bad as I was making it out to be. And I remember there was a few occasions where you were saying like, oh, that's bad. And I was just like, all right, tell, talk me through what was bad about it. And then halfway through, you're just like, oh yeah, actually that wasn't bad at all. So it's like, yeah, again, it's just a way it's, you, you just setting your standards almost unrealistically high. And it's just being like, look, keep your, keep your, keep your standards high by all means, but just don't do it to the point where you're trying to be a robot. Um, and and like I always say, it's like, look, you're on the imperfection plan. It's like, yeah, you're going to make more results by being imperfect than trying to be perfect. And you're just like, whoa, 
this is a paradox but I'm like yeah but this is how it works and and then I'm from that I think because I think I have to say like the leaner you got almost like the more consistent and quicker results start to come in I, I think yeah yeah I think so I think like the visually seeing things like happen to your to your body it it for me is a is a form of motivation mm. um and so like I for example like it's just been looking like my photos from last year because obviously we're what one just just over a year since lockdown happened and so but looking at how far I've come, especially with gyms, like gyms have been closed, what, nine of the 12 months or something like that. But like, it's just, it's just a consistency. Like you, you might not be happy with what you look like. You might not be happy with what you look like and you might feel that that goal is a million miles away. But if you just keep that consistency, you'll look back at that time where you fought that and you'll see how far you've come and you think like, it's, it's rinse and repeat but like the the progress is just it's just massive and, and mm. definitely for my body now because I as I say I was obese and then I got to the point I went from 117 kilos and just before Christmas I weighed 73 kilos mm. and were, now I weigh 76 kilos roughly and just in those three months from December where I weighed 73 to like when I weighed 76 before December, when I was in my cutting phase, down to 73 when I was trying to um, lean out, back to, to down to 73, now back up there, my whole body looks completely different mm. because we've entered a new phase, like a, a gaining phase. So I'm eating so much more food now. So in December, I was eating 17, 1800 calories a day when we were really in that like end phase of trying to like lean out and get that last bit of body fat off and now i'm consistent i've reversed my diet out since then since january and we've built up all the way to 2650 calories which is what i'm eating every day now and i've looked leaner than i did mm. back in december and like my body is like my my arms my shoulders my chest like all these um all this is happening like they're all progressing and i'm looking even in better shape now because that was a struggle for me when, uh, as you know, Jamie, when I when we was at that, that Christmas phase and I was a bit worried about, oh, the scale going back up, that means I'm going to get fat again. And again, it's about the mindset and understanding and learning from Jamie about how your body works and what is actually happening to it. And so that something like so the scale weight for example was a big thing for me like if I saw it going up mentally I'm like oh no that's that's a big no-go but once you understand why it's going up and what your body's doing and then you see it in the mirror every day or in photos when you look you realize that you're on the right path yeah and this is why I love photos and this is why photos are so important because at the end of the day your goal's not a weight because like you could get to 73 kilograms and you still might not be looking how you want to look you or like we might not be ready and like like getting really precious about a scale weight is really dangerous and i know like we obviously were using scale weight a lot because you're on a fat loss phase like it's a, it's a really good immediate tool to measure progress but we were always combining it with your progress shots and making sure that they were aligned with each other um sure. and like you said now we now like so what we're doing now is we're creeping food back up and what we're doing is now we're going into um 
an ex like we're going into a gaming phase essentially so this is the muscle growth phase and what we had to work with especially right at the start of this year was harvey's mindset because he's been going from a place of scale weight dropping is a positive and it's a pro and anything that doesn't do that um is almost obviously within fluctuations but if it's consistently going to be going up that that would be quite a difficult thing for you to get your head around would you agree so then then what yeah so then what we did was like right we've been really hot on progress photos like i'm like look no they need to be done this week and like because because the thing i always get is like if you're not doing your progress photos i'm like Someone hasn't been adherent to their plan this week, have they? Yeah. You know, yeah. I think like... I think I let that one slip once. That, <laughs> that, that, that like, where's I, your Sunday? If I, <laughs> if I hadn't, yeah, if I hadn't uh, updated my um, progress photos onto my hub, then it was like maybe I hadn't been eating yeah. as well as I should. And I do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so then, obviously, finding that. And the reason I bring that up is we like your like if you looked at your scale weight from December to where we're at now you wouldn't you'd be like right i've gained three kilograms yeah however if you look at the photos it's mm-hmm. i think it's probably the the, the, the transitional change that ha- has happened in i think it was like six weeks i think like mm-hmm. in that six week period your physique just completely changed mm-hmm. like you went from someone who's obviously like lost weight mm-hmm. and even in that six weeks you could just see you were actually starting to fill everything out your body would actually look like it had like you had the muscle there mm-hmm. and it it was i think what we've got now is the buy-in because you've been like, right, I'm actually creating a physique now. You're like beforehand, I was fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. Now I'm building a physique. So it's like, and now there's the buy-in. So how, how do you see yourself now when, when you are, when you are on that sort of plan? How do I see myself? Like, like how do you feel like on that plan now? Cause obviously you've got yeah. these mindsets. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel I feel great, um, and as I say, like seeing physical changes, which I definitely see, and also in my training, like my my like um, exercises, like my numbers are like going through the roof every every week, and so that that is reflecting in both like what I see in the mirror and in my in my progress photos, and it feels it feels really good, and it makes me realise that. Um, all these, these calories so i eat 2600 calories now i say whereas consistently last year eating about 17 1800 i think how did i do that <laughs> how did i do that and the thought of doing that again sounds like torture <laughs> but um <laughs> so so I'm, I'm i'm enjoying the uh, the uh gaming phase but um but as i say the even though it's a gaming phase like we still are we still are like hot on my macros and making the sure that I'm eating there, the right. Yeah, yeah it, it, to- it totally is. It's not a bulk, so, not a fault. It's yeah, because that's Certainly. I think that's why people when they are growing muscle, that's where they go wrong. Because everyone's really good at like dropping. Well, I say everyone's good at dieting. They're not, but they 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 see the benefit in like being consistent with a diet because they're like, well, if you're not, you're not going to lose weight. Whereas mm. when you're gaining muscle, they're like, oh, if I eat a little bit more, that's fine. But then if you yeah. have that if you have that mentality with every day and every meal where you just end up putting on a load of body fat, you don't really see the gains that you've achieved. And I know for obviously with you and like you said, with your body image, one of the things that's important to you is being liking the person that you see. So when yeah. you're looking in the mirror, it's important for you 
to be like not feel like you're going backwards and I get that because obviously you've gone from that complete extreme brought yourself like you've lost over 40 kilograms yeah you brought yourself all the way down again and then I'm then going right we're now going to creep weight back up and you're like hang on a minute yeah. what do you mean I work so hard for yeah. this. <laughs> like, what are you doing and then like so now it's like well as long as you follow how the plan has been set out um, and that's why I think gaining phase is really, it's, it's, it's just as important to have a coach during a gaining phase as a, as a, a fat loss phase, because that, I think that's where complacency is, is most likely going to happen mm-hmm. is, is like, especially with the nutrition side of things. Certainly. Yeah. yeah, certainly. And I've come to you recently and said like, Oh, we're approaching summer and summer's around the corner of three months away. And so if we're going to be in this gaining phase for like, three more months I'm probably going to weigh about 80 kilos and I've got that visual image of my in my mind of I was 80 kilos at the start of lockdown last year but what it's important for me to understand is that my my physique will look like two different worlds apart even though they're both 80 kilos so that was that was something that for me was like I had to take on board and understand and I do now and that's why um we are in this gaining phase and i'm all for it sweet right i want to i just want to ask one last question mate okay sure no so worries. um can you just kind of say like the three benefits or three things that you've enjoyed about online coaching and, and basically the the systems that i've had in place for you yeah sure so as i said before um mentioned when we were talking about my uh, weekly check-in the the ability that you get um from having a coach that you think like uh someone that's you think it's just somebody that's going to be there to tell you off when when you're doing things that you shouldn't be or eating foods that you shouldn't or you're skipping training sessions but it's not like that it's not like that at all it's somebody that just supports you who has your best intentions in mind and everybody that's going to come to jamie is because they want to make themselves a better version of themselves and jamie takes those on board and is just there as a supportive tool in a way to ensure that you're staying on the right track and that relationship you build with Jamie makes you feel like you owe it to him for all the effort he's putting into you, which tricks you again, that you owe it to him to do well, but you're not doing it for Jamie. You're doing it for yourself. And because Jamie, although Jamie is there to support you, it's your fitness journey. And so if you, Jamie is going to be there to help you aid you to get that physique, but ultimately it's down to your actions. It's down to what what you do in terms of your activity levels, whether you're training as hard as you should be, well, what food you're putting in your mouth. So I think the accountability that you get from online coaching is is one of my main main benefits that I reap from having it. Um, second of all is um, my second my second one I would say is like the consistency of the high level of like the quality of what you take from from having an online coach like you learn so much about like your body um about training about food like nutrition and so like you think that you've just got somebody that's going to go right eat this eat this food do that exercise do this many steps sleep around this many hours a night but it's not like that at all. Um, you learn so much. Like that's what Jamie is as a coach. 
and so the whole time you are learning so you take you i was and was like a novice really with these things um and 15 months later down the line i feel like i've just taken like wealth of knowledge that i didn't have before of understanding of like of this process of like a healthy like lifestyle it's not just something that you're going to do for it's not, it's not it's just you wouldn't come to jamie if you if it's something you want for six to 12 weeks that that you just want to do quickly and you think that you're going to get these like end results like you're going to look like a beach babe or whatever <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, 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 i love, it's I love how the word you use is beach babe yeah, like, like yeah. I, I, work, I work mainly with men, and you're like, yeah. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, but that's not what you come for. You, you, you yeah. You come when you're when you you're ready to take all this knowledge on board, and you make yourself a better person because you understand how to live this healthy lifestyle. And so, I would say that the quality that you take from the coaching is another one. And finally, the three three main benefits. What would I say is the last one? Hmm. I think I think it's similar. Like Jamie himself is like almost like a brother figure to me. Like he's almost like a like a big brother. Where if I had any issues, like as I say with my day to day like things, like Jamie's only ever like a text away, or I'm able to phone him, or he's able to help me out if I'm struggling. And I know in my situation, like my like I had loads of Jamie will know that just before Christmas, I had a load of, load of things that didn't go my way. I was ill with COVID. I was in a car crash. And so I had to come home and financially with university, I was really struggling. And so like this, like small things just go such a, a long way. And, and Jamie came, came to me, like I was struggling with like my protein intake and I didn't have any protein powder. And Jamie, he turns up at my door and he's got this bag of protein and we have a lovely chat and it just puts me in a much better place. And as I say, like, it's just like having a big brother, but he's not just there to tell you what to do. Like I said, in the last point, he, he does care. And yeah, I'd, I'd say that that's probably, it's not like you just employing a coach, like you, you do gain a friend and someone that cares about from it too. Oh, thanks mate. appreciate that. No worries. Appreciate that. Um, and I also appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to coming on the podcast. I hope everybody has enjoyed and, and had a good like insight into, I suppose, how the coaching works, but also how Harvey's journey has been. I think I'm going to get you on again, actually, um, if you're up for it. And I want to probably go in a little bit more detail about the, the journey itself. Um, sure, yeah. But we'll do that. Um, but we'll discuss that off the podcast. But um, for those who are interested and i'm sure there are many of you who are interested in seeing the results that harvey has achieved if you go onto my instagram um, at jamie heath underscore coaching um, you can't miss harvey's transformation it's absolutely unreal it's unreal um, and yeah I, I recommend that you do give that a look because it kind of just gives you an insight into the journey that harvey has been on so yeah so make sure you do give that a look um, so i'm going to call it there so again harvey thanks so much for coming on no and Thank I will speak much. to you. Well, I'm, I'll speak to you in a few days, I'm sure. Sweet. Cheers, right. dude. Catch you in a bit.